and that flight was kind of rough. Everything's rough going to Texas, for God's sakes. Yeah, man. Can't believe we're even in this shithole. Something I would never, ever think I would be doing, going to fucking Texas. Man, a lot of these guys moved over to my area in the Tri-Cities, man. I didn't think the fucking drivers were terrible, but now I see uh, why I don't like them, man, driving over here in Texas. Yeah, things are bigger in Texas, the drivers are worse in Texas, even, even the men are fatter in Texas. Well, hopefully we can, uh, hopefully we can find this place okay. Yeah, it shouldn't be hard to find. It's a shithole, but then again, we're in Texas, so everything looks like a shithole. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's for sure, man. Everything bigger in Texas, it's more like everything shittier in Texas. Yep, that's, that's good old Texas. I think this is the street over here. Let's see what's up. Yeah, that's it right there, man. Yeah, let's go get this motherfucker. This fucking guy's got some explaining to do, man. He's got some big balls for a big man that talks a lot of shit behind the camera and audio. Yeah, here we go. Alright, that's, that's the address right over there. Yeah, let's get this guy. I'm tired of this shit. Let's just get this done with. It's too, we've been going on for this too long. Alright. Alright. Let's go over here and get this fucking guy and see if he's even home. Whether he is or isn't, we're busting this shit down. Let's see. Wants to mess wants to mess with my segment, we'll mess with his shit. Yo, Chris, open the fucking door. Yo, get your ass out here. We need some we need to get this shit done with, dude. This fucking guy. Chris! It's the network. Yo, Chris. Man. I'm about to bust this damn door down. Nah, don't even worry about it, man. I'll contact the network and uh, see if we can uh, get some tickets to Trill Talk over at the theater. We'll, we'll meet up with him one way or another, man. Yeah, he wants to mess with my segment. Don't worry. He's got it coming to him. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Here we go again. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Hey, what's up? This is your host, Jesse Carter. Pro Wrestling Shoot. It's about to get exciting. Pro Wrestling Shoot. How long is this going to last? Pro Welcome back for another episode of the Pro Wrestling Shoot. I am your host, Jesse Carter. Join with me, as always, my co-host, James Pinard Jr. James, 
What's going on, brother? Yo, what's going on? It's uh, another edition of the podcast, am I right? More more content coming, um, more wrestling news like usual, and uh, we got a lot to break down. Yeah, man. Did you have fun uh, talking what if last week? Dude, that's just a start. Um, very good topic to pick on. That was probably the best option for Premiere. And uh, we got, I think, what, 13 more of these to go, obviously, with the one tonight. So I'm ready yeah, for this. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be talking Kurt Angle and uh, what if he joined ECW instead of WWE. That'll be that'll be some fun fantasy booking, uh, putting together some wrestling matches, all that sort of stuff later on. But, dude, we had a T-shirt giveaway for Prestige. We have, uh, Roseland has sold out all their seat tickets. Huge deal. Um, there's still tickets available, but they're all standing room only. This is a big deal. This is probably going to be one of the biggest uh, independent pro- professional wrestling events that we have seen in the Pacific Northwest. Huge deal, man. Uh, we held a T-shirt giveaway to celebrate the the fact that we sold out all the, the seat tickets. And um, Christopher Miller was the winner of that uh, T-shirt giveaway. Um, this was our first giveaway that we've ever done. Um, I was excited about it, but, uh, the rules apparently were a little complicated for, for some people. Um, they were complaining that, you know, not everybody uses the so- all social medias cause our, our rules were, you know, um, that, you know, you had to provide a proof of, of Roseland purchased a ticket and, uh, you had, you had to follow all of our social media accounts. Well, not everybody used that. So we, uh, accommodated, which we didn't have to, but we did. Uh, because we're just such good people like that. We accommodated and just uh, let them follow a social media of their choice and subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, we had about 50 people join um, the giveaway, which was pretty good turnout. You know, um, I was hoping for I was hoping for more. If, if 100 people would have joined, we would have given away three T-shirts and had three winners. But we only got to 50, so we're only giving away one. Uh, but congratulations to uh, Christopher Miller. Uh, we'll see you at the show. Have your T-shirt at the merch booth. And on that note, man, um, how's your week been, James? Hey, man, it's been pretty good. Uh, more Christmas shopping than he- and then more. Just trying to grab everything before they run out in the stores. Um, you know, same old. Obviously, we had war games. We have football every Sunday, which I'm very religious with, just like wrestling. <laughs> um. And I actually hey, got a Seahawks birthday coming finally up. won this Sunday. I know. The Seahawks actually won. Um, they actually swept the Niners. So that was a good game. I don't know about sweeping, but it was a, <laughs> it was well, a good game. Obviously, the two games they play, they, they practically beat them. But, um, we, we had a lot of stuff happen in the professional wrestling world this, this uh, week. And I'm assuming that you're going to bring that up on this next same. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is The Dirt with James Pennard Jr. James... What do you got for us this week, man? Before we get into this, I just have to take a shot of the network. You know, you guys are over here cutting me off every day, every single day we run this to cut me off for the Trill Talk, and this shit needs to stop. The people yeah, have, I, I have agree, an outcry, and uh, we're going to stick to the dirt, and that's what we're going to do right now. So let's further ado, no more talking about this Chris Williams Trill Talk garbage. Um, Listen, network, the... 
the the wrestling the pro wrestling shoot listeners need their dirt. Everybody loves dirt in professional wrestling. We want to talk about the ins and outs, and you guys just ain't letting us because you have this fucking asshole Chris Williams just cutting us off every week. So uh, we demand that you fix this problem and stop cutting off our segments. We don't care if he's on our show. Great, put him on our show. That's part of the contract, whatever uh, the deal is. But don't cut our shit off, because we have fun talking about it. Exactly. But let's just not put more praise to this guy. Let's just get to the dirt. So let's just start it off with what everybody has been talking about. Yeah, hold on. Did you see his t-shirt on uh, Brain Buster Tees? No, and I do not care to see that thing. I hope it's they remove trash. it. I hope it's they trash. remove it, flag it, do whatever. Bring Buster T's, please remove it. You're, you're yeah, wasting your time. It's fucking trash. It's even on our T Public store. I don't know how the network decided to swindle their way into our merchandise store as well, but yeah, it's up there. Anyway, uh, James, what do you got for us this week? All right, well, further ado, let's talk about the Jeff Hardy situation. So on a Saturday uh, house show, he was in a tag match. I can't recall who it was with. And uh, he looked a little rough out of it. And at one point, he just went through the crowd and took off. And I guess he got confronted on the microphone later on after the match ended by Xavier Woods saying, hey, where is he? And everyone frantic. And I guess he left the venue. And they told him just stay home the following night. You sent me the video on this. What what exactly went down? Was is, is was he upset or did he get hurt? You know, we, we um, don't really know. Uh, Matt actually provided an update on, uh, I think it was on Twitch, and he said that he's doing okay. I can't really go into details why. I'm just wishing him the best, and that's about it. So I, I, well, I, don't, I, hope, I don't know what it is. I, hopefully, I don't want to like, think the worst, but I hopefully it wasn't a like a relapse of some sort or anything like that. Uh, who, who knows what it is? We, we, you know, here at the pro wrestling shoot, we uh, are praying for Jeff and his and health matter and whatever circumstance it is. Um, yeah, absolutely. Man. I, I can't think of a wrestler that just took off like that and then just was just having a rough time. I so, thought. Uh, I mean, I thought he was pretty happy with the situation. I've I've seen him in interviews talk about. Um, you know, his goals in WWE and how he doesn't want to leave WWE. So I don't, it's just a weird situation, man. What else do you got for us? Oh man. So obviously we have, um, oh man, usually I'm on, on this, but all this Chris talk just threw me off. But, um, next door we have is Eric Bischoff going off on Seth Rollins and, uh, Back on November 22nd, that fan attacked Seth and I guess Seth commented and said he was scared and obviously everyone has seen that video. That that fan was practically this, did blindside him. Was this um, a situation where he was calling him weak for saying that he was scared or I believe so. Um let me Is that, is that what you're talking about? Was the the tweet that he was saying that it made him look weak? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And um, uh how do you, you know, feel about that? I'll put it this way. I know back in I mean look, he got blindsided. I I no obviously these wrestlers go through this and they never know what's going to happen. It's happened. Jeez. I don't know how many times this has happened where a, re- a fan would just go in just to beat someone's ass or do anything. And it's frantic. Cause you're like, you're performing and then all of a sudden you get ambushed and you're going to really get into a fight. So, um, for Seth's sake, it's, it's, uh, it was that the guy was, eh, I don't know, a little hefty. Um, obviously Becky, I know was in the back and concerned, 
And uh, I know Seth was scared for his life. And uh, to be honest, I don't know. At that time, I think he should have kayfabed it and just said, I would have beat his ass, blah, 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 blah. I, But he said what he said. Um, obviously, that fan is this is crazy because those wrestling fans do not like that kind of matter. Um, Man, that, that fan came in with a mission and one mission only. And I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this this fan was crazy, dude. I don't blame Seth for being terrified at all, man, in the world that we live in today. Um, I don't think that it made him look weak. I think that it uh, in the situation, uh, I can't believe security guards aren't more on top of this and protecting these guys. I understand back in the day, um, these, uh, <laughs> these wrestlers would have beat the shit out of him. But... Um, today's wrestlers are a lot smaller <laughs> for one and for two, um, they're not fighters, man. Like when are people going to understand that these guys, like everybody knows that these wrestlers are not real fighters. I mean, take a look at CM Punk in his UFC career. <laughs> Don't mean to throw the <laughs> it, shots, but of course it's not, the same. <laughs> um, I mean, hell, I haven't. I'm surprised Taker hasn't said anything. I mean, I know he said, oh, the boys in their back a week. I'm pretty sure Taker's saying, oh, I would have beat his ass and, and Taker wouldn't be doing much of uh, anything. You know, Taker has been Taker just thinking of the boys back in the day, back in the Attitude Era. Um, how do you feel about Eric Bischoff calling him weak? I mean, I have to say, I mean, it hasn't happened to Eric Bischoff. The guy blindsided him. He practically speared him, and Seth had him in, I think, was going to go in a chokehold. This, uh, this guy had to be on something. I mean, I don't know if you've heard his comments, and I guess – he I read something. He had something against Seth, and, and I read that there was a fake account that that ripped him off of some <laughs> yeah, some money he got that was claiming to be. Yeah, that was claiming to be Seth Rollins, and this this fool took it. Uh, took it. Uh, serious. Tell me, you didn't just say that. I I just don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And some of these fans are just very gullible. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're getting messaged by an account that says Seth Rollins, that shit doesn't have a verified check mark on it. Uh, maybe you should uh, rethink it because I highly doubt that Seth Rollins or any of these guys would need somebody's money off the street, let alone only eight hundred bucks. Yeah, it's just look, don't don't believe social media. I don't know why you would believe a guy portraying. Seth Rollins with no verified check mark on Twitter and then be asking you for funds and or in a circumstance of, you know, I'll do this for you. I'll send you a, a signed merchandise. I'll even do uh, a shout out for you and all that. And he took it that way. So I don't know if I mean, he must have had a rebellious thing and just said, Seth, it's your fault that I believe this guy. And now you're going to you're going to take it from me. And I just don't I don't understand that. That's a little ridiculous, but uh, once again, I mean, I don't think that Seth came off weak. I think that that was a pretty scary situation. Um, like I said, dude, we're we're living in a pretty crazy world nowadays. You really don't know what uh, the intentions of these fans are, and a lot of these people take it very, very personally. So I don't know, man. I, I have no idea, but I definitely think they need to up the game on this uh, on these security guards over on. Uh, the stage and rampways and ringside and do whatever you need to do. But you guys got to be on top of this shit, at least be by the wrestlers when they're walking up the ramp and, and you know what I mean? On the outside or whatever the case is. 
Yeah, it's just they protect these wrestlers. They got a job. They're fighting in millions and millions. Well, obviously Raw is not having that situation, but still, you're still fighting in in a ring with fans surrounding you. You never know what's going to happen. You got, what, like 10, 15 security guards? You, you never know what's going to happen. And, of course, you want the best protection for the wrestlers. You don't want nobody injured. We, we've seen it before. I mean, uh, obviously you brought it up, CM Punk, when he got into that fight with that fan and the fan was getting shoved and Punk just nailed him right in and elbowed him right in the face and then he wanted to sue him. So it's it's a crazy thing right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 amazing like what you can and can't get away with. Anyway, uh, what else do you got for us, man? So the last thing we got here is obviously Johnny Gargano. Uh, if everybody knows, his contract was actually supposed to uh, expire on the uh, on NXT that was the upcoming NXT before War Games, and he extended to the tenth. So everyone speculated that his final experience uh, appearance was going to be at war games, which he's never participated in, which is crazy of all people. Johnny takeover has never been in a war games match. And he did yeah, it's a phenomenal wild. match. And uh, obviously he went off on camera after the show went off air and said, Candace is going to be upset at me for blowing up our, our losing our undefeated streak in war games. Um, obviously without you guys, I'm saying thank you. And now obviously December 10th, which is this Friday, um, he said, I'm going to explain it all of what's going on. So how, what do you think he is going to say, actually? Do you think he's going to go off camera and or go off script and say what what's going on, I, that he's leaving? I think he's going to stay. He might be. I think I think he's going to go up to the main roster. I, I really don't see him. I, I think he's happy in WWE, personally, but uh, isn't Candice in AEW now? No, she's, I, she, no, she is on, she's in, she's on NXT. Oh, she's still there. Okay. She's, uh, she's actually I don't fucking, well, she's pregnant. That's why she's been off. Oh, okay. She's pregnant. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't see him going anywhere. Um, I think, uh, Kyle O'Reilly might. Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly, he, obviously he teased it after attacking, uh, Von, Von Wagner and did the undisputed era, uh, symboling. Obviously, uh, Bobby Fish did on a couple weeks on AEW. So, that fool was throwing um, gang signs up in the middle uh, of the ring. It's uh, and it's very confusing how they had him leaving when he was feuding with somebody else. Then he ends up feuding this guy. So I, I don't know what's going on, but matter of the fact is, we know Kyle O'Reilly is taking off the AEW, and that's probably the better fit for him. So best wishes for him. Um, I would like to see uh, Red Dragon get back together. A lot of people have said they want Red Dragon. It's another tag team, and what do you know? AEW is about the tag team work. Um, but yeah, Gargano, I, I don't know when I seen that the, the contract was coming up, I was considering it of, mm, I can't see it happening. I, well, by the I, time this, by the time this releases, we will, uh, have had our answer. I'm assuming that's, it's going to be released past the 10th. So I think this one drops on the 13th actually. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what his uh, answer is. Next yeah. week we will uh, talk about it again. Yeah, it's crazy, and let's see what happens. Maybe after after this week we'll know. Like, hey, is Gargano all lead, or is he staying in NXT? Is he moving up? We'll find out then. But that is all we have for the dirt this week. All right, guys, you guys enjoy the rest of this show. This is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels, National Treasure, Inspiration to Children Everywhere, and you're listening to Pro Wrestling Shoot. Yeah, yeah. 
I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I thought that after last week, you know what I'm saying, it wouldn't be as many of you guys in here, but hey, it's a packed house. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? For those of you that are wondering, I'm feeling 100% better. But, you know, I got something that I want to talk about right now. <clears throat> I know some of you motherfuckers are mad because I keep interrupting the dirt. But at the end of the day, man, fuck James Pinard, fuck the dirt. <laughs> it's time for some trill talk, baby. Now, look, check this out. The network. They came to me and they said, Trill, you know, uh, <clears throat> Bray Wyatt's people got into contact with us and they weren't happy about you raging out last week. They weren't happy about the things that you that you said last week. And they want a public apology. They want me to tone it down a little bit. And they want me to apologize for the shit that I said. So, <clears throat> here it goes. Fuck you. And fuck that. I'm going to tell you what the fuck I want to say. This is my segment. And Bray Wyatt, I know what's best for you. Windham, 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 whatever you fuck. I know what's best for you. And WWE's what's best for you, man. If I see you fucking up, I'm going to call it out. You know what I'm saying? So, that's that. I'm going to nip that in the bud right now. Because ain't nobody going to tell me what the fuck to do. That's first. And second, I want to talk about war games last night, man. War games was, was just everything that you would have ever imagined. Everything that you would have wanted out of a, out of a show War Games beat anything that inferior product AEW ever put on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and it's just uh, it, okay, hold on. It's a couple things that really pissed me the fuck off last night that I saw. One, you got this guy, um, what's his name? I don't even remember his name. A dude has no charisma. You know, his in-ring ability is decent, but with the guy can't talk. Uh, what's, his, what, uh, what's his name? Uh, let me look. Kyle O'Reilly. This jerk-off is in the middle of the ring throwing up the undisputed air uh, symbol. And we all know what that means. Like, oh, uh, who? You're going to AEW to be with your friends. I want to be with my friends. I want to be with my buddies. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't belong in, a, in, in WWE. You ain't got no charisma. You ain't got no, no, like, presence in the ring. You know what I'm saying? You can't hold your own as a single superstar. So you want to go back over there with your, with your boy Bobby Fish. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, it's fine. It's fine. You know what I'm saying? I kick you in your ass on the way out. 
I, I still away, though. Fuck off. And second, I, I got word, you know, my people came to me. After I seen that, I was, I was, you know, I was kind of pissed. I was like, you know, well, fuck this guy, you know. And, and my people came to me. They said, hey, he's not the only one that's going to go there. You got Johnny Gargano. I know his name, you know. I was a fan. You know, we're not no fucking more. Fuck Johnny Gargano. Like, you're, you're five foot two. You know what I'm saying? And you thought you were going to make it in the land of the big dogs? Nah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a lower mid-card at best. And you know what that means? You're a lower mid-card? You belong in AEW. That's where the lower mid cars go to shine over there. So you could you could take your 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 little ass, go over there, be with your uh is this in this in this woman over there, people? Is this woman over there? I I don't I don't know. Go go be with your go be with your friends, go be with your little your little buddies, you know what I'm saying? And I kick you in the ass on the way out as well. All right, so a lot of you know, I don't know if all of you know, but a lot of you know that I do not, and I repeat, do not pay attention nor watch that crap show AEW. And a lot of people come up to me and they say, Trill, Trill, it's so good, it's so great. Fuck out of my face, <laughs> this shit's trash. You know what I'm saying? I don't watch that crap, but... You know, I, I, I'm on IG, you know, and I'm scrolling down my IG timeline, and and I see CM Punk, you know, in a promo, in a promo with some some weirdo little troll man named MJF, <laughs> and and you know they're going back and forth, and people are just going crazy. They're oh oh, CM Punk's the greatest, oh. Like, what exactly did this clown say? Like, the guy's over the hill. You know, he ain't the same CM Punk he was in WWE. As a matter of fact, if it wasn't for WWE, CM Punk would still be somewhere in the Indies with his little Pepsi Cola symbol on his arm. But, you know, I, I said, okay. I decided to listen. I said, okay, you know what? What did he say? Like, why, why is everybody so, so, so on his nuts, you know? So <clears throat> I check it out. And what do you know? What do you know? The, the, the thing that got him the biggest pop was what? Him mentioning WWE. <laughs> him mentioning the Miz, who, who has more talent. And his fucking pinky toe didn't see him punk or ever, ever hope to have. <laughs> and him taking a, a, a small jab at Triple H, you know, people like, oh, oh, it's so good. It was so shit. See him punk shit. See him punk is, is, is a shell of what he was. You know what I'm saying? And see him punk is just, He's he's 
<laughs> the dude's trash. The dude's garbage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To 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 have to bring up the Miz in order to get a pop from the crowd is just it's sad. You know, it's sad to see how far how far you know this jerk off is falling. It's really sad. You know, and and I, I just. I'm just giving CM Punk two thumbs down for 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 just disappearing for how, how many years? Like seven, eight years, and then and then coming back with absolutely nothing new to offer, no changes, still the same guy with a little more gray hair and skinny legs. <laughs> All right, Sam Punk. Great fucking job. Woo! <laughs> yeah. All right, what? Yeah, so... To hell with CM Punk right now. We want to talk some good-ass promos and look no further than what WWE put out this past week. Like, promos are spectacular, man. Like, man, you had Edge... And the and, and the real MJF, the Miz, you know, they're going back and forth, and you know what I'm saying? It's getting heated. Like, man, like shit, shit was great, man. There was some some fucking shots thrown in that motherfucker, wasn't it, people? Like, fuck, man. And, and you had Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch going for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, WWE right now is is just the best product out. You know what I'm saying? You're watching real wrestling there. You don't got to worry about some goofball throwing himself on a flaming table, botching it out, and burning his own fucking back like a fucking, like a dumbass. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, people, just watch WWE. Fuck AEW. Watch WWE and stay away, far away, from the dirt with James Pinard. And everything's just going to be so much better. Everything's going to be fucking great. Listen to Trill Talk, and you'll be a fucking beast. Trill out. Man, it's time to talk about some good old wrestling. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Did you watch AEW this week? I did. I surprisingly actually watched it live. So that's that's been a long while. Usually I'm busy on Wednesdays, but I actually was able to watch it. <laughs> so I only watched half of it. <laughs> I'm After we're done recording, I'm actually going to go watch the other half, but... Um, I did see clips from the Cody Rhodes main event, you know, <laughs> fucking dumbass put himself through a table and uh, all that fun stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, not just any table. He went through a flaming table with no fucking shirt on. And he still got booed. <laughs> and still got booed. Yeah, that's... Uh, in, his, in his hometown at, or home city. Yeah, that's terrible. You know, I, I, I don't know why... I knew something was going to be up when you had the fire retardant or 
on his back, and I'm thinking, okay, something's going to happen unless he went through something horrific backstage before the show. Um, I was kind of thinking how this street fight was going to go. I figured he was going to win the match. Um, we haven't seen a flaming table on AEW uh, television yet, so that was a good way to do it. I just think the move he used to win it, uh, he, I'll give him this. He pinned the guy. He pinned Andrade while he was on fire. So I'll what'd give you him think, that. What'd you think about um, the whole situation with M- uh, MJF and and CM Punk this week? They did another little promo skit. MJF uh, threatened to put down CM Punk's dog. <laughs> See, that's I don't really this, know that's, how that's, to feel. <laughs> honestly, I mean, well, he I know when CM Punk came, he always I believe he brought his dog to like every single show. Um, not much of CM Punk talking as much. Um, obviously he had to go through a, what we did not like, but he had to go through, I think he went to a 15, 20 match with Lee Moriarty. Is that how you pronounce it? Um, Moriarty or Moriarty. Something like that. uh, And Cam JF came out and they were just going back and forth. And then, um, but it's going to get up there. I mean, it wasn't like last week's, uh, shoot promo talk, whatever you want to call it. Um, well, a lot of it was a shoot actually. Um, it was just, uh, you know, not as much from Punk this week. You know what I mean? Even Punk kind of tripped over his words in the ring from what i seen. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, like I, like I predicted some time ago, it was going to be MJF and CM Punk. Um, that was going to be the one to get Punk on the map and actually be the CM Punk we've been waiting for. So it's it's taking it's taking its time. Obviously, last the last week uh, helped it. This week, a little bit more. So um, it's going to go more places. Don't worry, we got a lot of build up before their uh, winter winter is coming. Actually, so maybe they'll be fighting there. Maybe they'll wait till pay per view. I'm, I'm not sure. So we have Warlow on uh, on Dynamite for the first time in a long time. It seems like. Um, and it was a squash match. This was very WWE-esque to me, um, having this big guy come out and just put on a quick squash. Um, I didn't enjoy it. If you're going to do this, do that with Punk. I mean, we've been bitching and screaming about him putting a, a match clinic with these guys that don't, not necessarily don't deserve it, but put Punk up there and give him five-minute matches. I know what Punk's trying to do. He's trying to give some leverage to these guys, but Brian Anderson's not doing it. He'll kick the shit out of them, you know? And he did. Um, he did. He came out and uh, kicked the shit out of, uh, what was uh, it, five? Five. Yeah. Five yep. obviously did the signature boot to the face on the ground, which I really, really love that he's doing that. He, it's very heelish. What do you think about uh, heel da- Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson? What do you, it, what do you think it, about it's very heel good. Brian Danielson? It's very good. I liked how they approached it. I dig it. I I really dig it. AEW was smart about this, the way they aligned the stars. You know, I'm going to fight a uh, Dark Order member and just happens to be, hey, you're in this hometown. Going to beat you up. Going to beat you up. Going to beat you up. Um, Obviously, I think next week it's it's, uh, John Silver. I think he's fighting next. So that's going to be an interesting one. Obviously, he beat up five, and he beat up uh, Colt Cabana. Um, might as well just bring it up now. Do you think 
Brian is going to win the title, or do you think he's going to no. lose, get his first loss to Adam Page? Um, I, I think that there's going to be some fuckery going on on the match. If they have uh, Brian Danielson lose clean already, like not on a pay-per-view, I think it's a terrible idea. But knowing AEW, <laughs> they don't like to do those fuckery finishes. So I, I don't know, man. Uh, I think that we – I don't see him winning the title. I don't see him beating Adam Hangman Page already. If they did, I would love it, but I don't see that happening. And remember, this is where Sting debuted, so somebody could debut. And yeah, I was Brian thinking the over. same thing. Who do you think? Who do you think's gonna? Do you think it could be anybody? Could could we finally be seeing Bray Wyatt? Maybe is this is this where he comes I in just to help? Don't... It's kind of interesting. Um, I mean, that's the name that's been floating around. Or do you just think that? How, do you think that that Bray Wyatt is just out of the picture at this point? There's, I there's just not going to be a what, Bray Wyatt. I'm just thinking in what fashion you could. Would it make sense if he came in? Because he's Dark um, Order, dude. He's Dark Order, or is he going to be? Or is he going to be teaming up with? Is Bray going to just come out in a different light? Is he going to be solo? Is he going to work? Or is he Alistair? even going to come up? Because a lot of people don't even think. Uh, I mean, after he didn't show up at uh, full gear, I think it's pretty safe to say that Bray Wyatt doesn't really have his sights set on professional wrestling at the moment. Uh, who knows? I mean, I know he's focusing on his kid. Um, obviously, he got his uh, Twitter hacked not long ago. I seen um, that. What the fuck was that all I, about? I don't know about that. But um, trying to sell a PS, there, there's so PS5 many, at fucking retail. <laughs> there's so many options you can put with this because uh, Malachi Black, I know, has been you know teasing about the House of Black, the House of Black, yeah. So, and I'm one. I mean, I know I had rumors where he wanted the Butcher and Blade with him and another member supposedly. So maybe you put Bray in there. Maybe did you see that? I, I don't did you see know. that promo with uh, with Pac and Penta. Yeah, it's um it was fucking corny, dude. It was very to me WWE ish. I don't mind here. when Penta talks cuz he he talks in Spanish and it's it's whatever, but <laughs> when Pac started talking, dude, I just uh I don't know, man. I I couldn't help myself. It's <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. It's, uh... Yeah, just, sadly, we had to settle with Pac, obviously, with Ray Phoenix's travel, U.S. travel issues. So, uh, I don't know. The whole eye patch thing, I'm like, didn't we do this before with somebody? With, I think oh, it was Moxley, Malachi. actually. Moxley, I think, had that eye patch thing where he got hit with, like, a... Yeah, and then I, Malachi I had it in uh, in WWE. So, I, I don't know how to feel about that, but it is what it is. Um, Lucha Brothers are going to be coming back very shortly. Um and uh, what were your thoughts on the Sting match, actually? I thought the the whole look from Darby Allen and Sting was really good. Uh, did you see, <laughs> did you see like when Billy Gunn picked up Darby Allen and fucking chucked his ass like a rag doll? Dude, the size difference between the two, like, I cannot believe, like, nobody noticed how big Billy Gunn was back in the land of giants because Dude. everybody was so fucking huge back then. Um, dude, that guy's a monster. That guy, that is, guy huge. is huge. Yeah, and you know, and I never never noticed it back in the day. I was like, damn, this guy is like, you know, you didn't look at Billy Gunn like, oh, man. No, nah, he's very average on TV. Yeah, but then when you see him up close, you're like, holy cow. So, um, 
I don't know. I mean, what's next for Sting and Darby? I mean, could you see potential tag championships? What? What? You know, I mean, it tagging. could. Yeah, it could. I, I, I don't mean. know about tag team champions, but um, I'd like to see Sting in a one on one. Yeah, we. Well, yeah, and of course we understand why because of his age and he can't move as much and function. I think he looks great um, in the ring. I don't see why he can't pull off a match. I'm just wondering who he's going to fight. I mean, it I'd would like be nice to see him, to see him against CM MJF. I'd like to see him against CM Punk. Yeah, CM Punk. I think uh, those MJF two would work really option. well together. Um, it, it, yeah. I that's mean, kind of a that dream option. match that nobody's and, uh, ever gotten. CM yeah, Punk versus Sting. That's, that's a true. pretty fucking interesting match. That's true. I mean, there's so many matches people want. Of course, the notorious one everyone wants Sting to fight is Taker. Um, to this day, that shit's not going to happen. And I, 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 I You know, I really don't even want to see it at this point. Like Taker can't move; he can't protect Sting as well. I think that CM Punk could protect Sting. Um, I don't know, man. I think it would be an interesting uh, matchup. I'd like to see Sting against. Uh, uh, yeah, MJF would be pretty good too. Speaking of MJF, um, do you think obviously? The uh, that battle royal for the brass ring, I uh, can't remember that ring. Do you think he's going to retain it? I don't see why he wouldn't. Or do you see Punk screwing him over? Oh uh, well, maybe I can see why he wouldn't. I think that uh, it's been two years. I think the that could happen. Yeah, I think that else, could happen. Right? Yeah. I mean, well, I, no, he doesn't have to. I'm but. assuming Wardlow's going to be in the match, so maybe I, I don't know. I think Punk might tease something in there, but um, you never know. Actually, it, yeah. So I don't. I don't know how to. We'll see what happens with that. And uh, we're getting closer to crowning a TBS Women's Champion, or they don't say that, but still, TBS Champion. Is, is so they don't even call it a Women's Champion. It's just TBS. They just call it TBS Championship. So um, that's pretty cool, though. I like that. So. Uh, yeah, it's getting closer of who's gonna win. There's gonna be a TBS champion uh, crowned. Who do you do you have? Do you have you uh, still sticking with Thunder Rosa winning it? Or yeah, Thund- have... Thunder Rosa's taking it. Well, who's she facing? I believe she's fighting Jade Cargill next. Oh, you know what? Maybe Jade will take it. Is is that the final? That's, is uh, that the final I, match? Uh, let me double check because um, I know I've been kind of losing track. I know it's been long. So, um, but that is who she is fighting next. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. So, what is left of, uh, do, do, do. All right. So, it's going to be Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill. The winner of that will be facing Nyla Rose. Oh, man. This is way, okay. This is way, uh, way behind. But uh, yeah, it was Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. The winner of that will be facing. Uh, let me see. I believe it was Ruby Soho beat Chris Statlander. Um, so I think it's Stat or uh, Ruby Soho going up against. I believe it was Sheeta. Okay, so I think that's who it was. So so that match is not the final. It, it's not Thunder Rosa and Jade at the end. Right. Yeah. Okay. Be... Then uh, Jade is taking this. That's what I'm thinking. It's J- gonna Jade, Jade is gonna. Yeah. They're. I think that they're gonna finally build Thunder Rosa up because um, Britt Baker every week is talking shit about Thunder Rosa and their and pr- their promos every single week. Um, I I can definitely see the next pay per view or maybe uh, what Battle of the Belts. Uh, 
Maybe it'll be uh, yes, the Battle yeah. of the Belts. It'll be uh, Thunder Rosa versus uh, Britt Baker. I, I think that that will finally happen. And I think uh, even when that does happen, I think that they're going to give it to, to Britt. I think Britt's going to finally get her win over Thunder Rosa. I don't see them letting Thunder Rosa beat her twice. I think uh, Britt will beat her, and then we'll have that uh, that tiebreaker later on. Yeah, I believe something like that, or maybe like three matches, something. Um, I don't know if they're going to let Britt lose the belt yet. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't see I, – even when she faces Thunder Rosa, I don't think that uh, Thunder Rosa will take the title. As much as fans want that to happen, um, I don't think that they're going to take the, the, the belt off of Britt just yet just because they're kind of riding this wave of the DMD. Um, I, yeah, I don't see it. Uh, I don't see it going down like that so soon. Uh, AEW is pretty good about keeping the title on their people for quite a while. Um, I would say the TNT title has probably changed hands the quickest out of all (laughs) the belts. Yes. Um, But, I mean, I like the idea of a a secondary title. And, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens from there. So, yes, the semifinals is Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill. And uh, the other matchup is Nyla Rose and Ruby Soho. So that will fix my mistake. And uh, the finals will be on January 5th, 2022. Well, I don't see any of these women beating Jade because they're kind of pushing her as that undefeated badass, right? So I don't I don't see if, – if Thunder Rosa doesn't beat Jade, I don't see Ruby Soho, which I'm assuming is going to be the one that go in the, into the finals. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't put Ruby Soho in the finals with, with Jade, yeah. but – I don't know. I, I could see him swerving us and putting Nyla Rose in the final. Oh, that'd be I, fucking um, terrible. I don't. They, I they, hope not. Like the way they've been pushing it when she, when Nyla was in the company, was she was dominant, and then all of a sudden she's losing to Sheeta like two or three times, and then I was kind of surprised that she did did beat Sheeta. Um, that's tough. Um, Jade Cargill is going to go to the finals. I'm going to say that's going to be Jade Cargill winning the whole thing. And then, because I'm pretty sure they're not ready for Jade Cargill and Britt Baker to feud yet. And uh, we'll see what happens for there. But, so uh, they're they're kind of booking this TBS title as like not really a secondary. They're just, it's it's the same thing as, as what they're doing, the TNT title and the world title. Both of those titles mean something. Even though we all know it's a secondary title, um, they're not booking it as their secondary title. They're just this, you're, you know, you're the champion of TBS. I like that, dude, because it's like a TV title. It's like a and U.S. I, title, in a, yeah, like a TV. US it's like a TV title. title yeah. I, I like the TV title concept mm-hmm. way more than the the United States title concept. I've always loved the TV title concept, um, and I really love that AEW is is showcasing that because to me, I. Just just having it as a TNT champion or the TBS champion, that brings prestige to it just by itself. Like, you are the champion of your respective uh, television brand. You know what I mean? Like, you are the champion on this channel. Like, that's that's awesome to me, dude. I, I think that's a huge deal and a huge uh, accomplishment for AEW to, to do that. And instead of just calling it t- uh, the TV title, which I wouldn't have cared. I would have loved the, just the regular TV champion. Yeah. But um, I like that they called it the TNT title. Uh, it sucks that they, they called it the, they named it the TNT title. And now it's basically going to be the rampage title because 
Um, that's the only show that uh, <laughs> is going to be on TNT. TBS is going to be getting Dynamite, which is their main show. Um, so that kind of sucks in a way. But at the same time, uh, I don't know, man. I, I kind of wish that it would have stayed on TNT and they would have just uh, taken their breaks. But I understand Tony Khan's uh, philosophy on that and his his knowledge of not wanting to cancel a show because there's a game on which makes sense obviously yeah they, yeah, they have absolutely. to compete with basketball even hockey's going tnt which is absurd never seen it on there um but hey it, it's good for the women it's uh we never really oh, seen excellent. this yeah we've never seen it in wwe it's always just been for the longest time it was just one women's title and i was kind of like confuzzled by that i'm thinking okay and it was, I believe, at the time I watched it was when Trish, Trish, I think, was champion. And it was only on Raw, SmackDown. They just had women; they weren't really fighting for anything. Um, obviously, things have changed. But in AEW's way, the women's title I would compare it to like being the world title, while the TBS title is like the mid card title, if you will. More opportunities. Let's just pray and hope they don't give them tag titles. They they don't need to do that. They don't need to follow the same recipe as WWE. Just keep everything as is, and uh, just go from there. Um, well, they keep building up their women's roster to where maybe they could use some tag titles. I mean, it, they dude, could. I, they I could. just don't I want just, fucking trios titles. It. I don't care. Like any, if you're gonna give us regular tag titles for the women. I'm cool with it. You know, I, um, I say just leave it. I don't think more titles. I mean, I just just keep it as two singles. I don't. Yeah, know more of- more titles means less prestige. Let's just put it that way. Your whole fucking roster doesn't mean to need to be champion, and when you do have somebody win a title, it means something because there's not that many titles as compared to WWE. I don't give a shit who's the intercontinental champion or the U S champion or the 24 seven champion or the tag team champions on raw or the tag team champions on SmackDown. It just doesn't like, there's so many belts. <laughs> I just can't, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, too, it's much. too much. Maybe yeah. a 24 seven, maybe a hardcore title. I'd maybe bring on AEW, but I no, I don't yeah, know no, about that. but I don't, we don't need none of that shit. No, nope. keep it the way it is. The but two everything belts. seems smooth. Everything's smooth. I mean, you got, you obviously got an AEW world championship. You got the TNT, you got tag champions, and then you got two women's titles. Yeah. I, um, I think so. if they were going to bring another title to, to AEW, uh, for the for the men's division, I think it should be like a cruiserweight type of title. That's that's the only other title that I would suggest having if they even and they don't even need it. They don't need it. But I'm just saying, if they were gonna bring another title, bring that because you have so many little fucking guys on that roster that could that could benefit from that like type that 205 live type championship belt. I get what you're going with, that. Um, but. I, I don't know, man. I, I still think that it's good the way it is. I really like just the TNT title and the world title and the tag titles. I think that that's really all you need. Yeah, I think everything is fine as is. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, winter is coming, um, which is actually the falling falling dynamite. So we'll see what happens. This this next dynamite's gonna be interesting, and then whatever we have for winter is coming. Uh, do I expect the debut? Yeah, maybe. Um, but we'll we'll go from there, I guess. Yeah, man. And this has been the AEW Talk of the Week. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this show. Let's get ready for What If. The mid to late 90s was a unique time in wrestling history. 
between WWF, WCW, and ECW, wrestlers had a lot of options in terms of performing. Some of that era's biggest names used all three companies to hone their skills or breathe new life into their careers. Stone Cold Steve Austin falls into that category. After a four-year stint in WCW, he was released because Bischoff didn't see him as marketable. Austin hooked up with Paul Heyman and his hardcore promotion, ECW. Around 4 a.m. one faithful night, Austin cut a tape promo that would showcase his mic skills and plant the seeds for his Texas rattlesnake persona years later. Austin joins Rob Van Dam, Mick Foley, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, and Rey Mysterio Jr. as former ECW stars who would go on to capture a world WWE title. That list almost features another superstar, Kurt Angle. Paul Heyman has an unparalleled eye for talent. The guys he brought to ECW weren't there because of their size, look, or marketability. They were there because they could put on an entertaining and at times unbelievable match. It's no surprise that Heyman was courting Kurt Angle in 1996. Fresh off the heels of his gold medal victory, the PA native seemed like a great fit for the Philly-based promotion. Signing a high-profile Olympian would bring a tremendous amount of publicity to ECW at a time when WCW was beginning its NWO angle and WWE was being headlined by DX, Bret Hart, and The Undertaker. The signing of Angle was not to be. Angle agreed to check out ECW on October 26th of 1996. Heyman asked Angle to do some commentary during Taz's match against Little Guido. A feud between the human suplex machine and Angle seemed logical, and the prospect was quite exciting. Unfortunately for ECW, Angle came on the wrong night. Shortly after Taz's match that night, Raven and Sandman took part in one of the most controversial angles in ECW history. Raven, along with Stevie Richards and the Blue Meaning, beat up the Sandman after his match. Once he was knocked unconscious, they tied Sandman to a cross and gave him a barbed wire crown of thorns. Still backstage, Angle was horrified. After witnessing the crucifixion, Angle immediately approached Heyman. He asked to be removed from the TV airing and left the building. Three years later, he would make his pro wrestling debut in a WWE ring at Survivor Series. Today, we're going to take a look back at a time that maybe this didn't happen. Maybe it was a good night for ECW. Maybe the crucifixion never took place. Maybe Kurt Angle signs a contract with ECW. What if? What if? James, today we are talking about what if Kurt Angle signed with the ECW, man. So many good fantasy booking matches, so many uh, fantasy theories that we can go through on ECW possibly staying in the run of not only the Monday Night Wars. I mean, they weren't on Monday nights, but they were still uh, kind of fighting for their role as a dominant uh, wrestling promotion at the time. Uh, are you excited to talk about this, man? I am. It's uh, Could you magic the Olympic gold medalist in ECW? I mean, Dude, it would have been huge. As it it would have been a huge, big time. 
as you heard in the opening uh, promotion of this uh, segment, um, this would have been huge publicity for the ECW if uh, the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle had something to do with that, man. I guess we can just kick it off right at the beginning because all this didn't take place because of that one angle that happened with uh, with Raven and the Sandman. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this was this was a brutal thing, man. And, yeah, dude, the Sandman being crucified, um, it was a big deal. And not only did it, it, it bother Kurt Angle that night, but Raven had to come out and publicly apologize to the audience about what they seen because the audience was mortified by it. And this is a fucking bloodthirsty audience that love blood, but when you, you you throw some biblical stuff in there, man, uh, you know, people are believers and people, um, you know what I mean, have that religious and spiritual life, and this was just not working for them, man. I can't believe that uh, Raven even thought that this was okay. But if this didn't take place, ECW was planning on using Angle versus Taz, two suplex masters. What do you think about this match? That would have been a, a fantastic match. Taz was practically running the show. That was Paul Heyman's boy. He was just kicking everyone's ass. I mean, he still goes by the the catchphrase of today of survive if I let you. Obviously, Kurt Angle being the suplex, obviously throwing suplexes. Same with Taz. It would have been a great fit. Obviously, with Kurt's um, background. It would have probably been ECW. It would have put ECW on the map and in higher ranks, and it would have been the feud of the year, many years, but, actually. But would it have, though? Because, remember, Kurt Angle became the wrestler that he was in professional wrestling because of the WWE. Now, him going into the ECW and not getting this kind of background from the WWE and being, you know, the Olympic gold medalist from WWE, would he have ever even been a good wrestler knowing the people that he was working with in ECW, these guys fucking hurt people, dude. They weren't even in there for, they weren't even in there wrestling for the most part. I mean, you know, minus, you know, Chris, Chris Benoit and all those guys, but they were all in WCW at this time. You only really had Raven and Sandman and Rob Van Dam and Sabu. And you know what I mean? Like this was, this was a fucking dangerous roster. Yeah, and it was like a, it was just a hardcore wrestling style, or like how Jerry Lawler still puts it to this day, hard, uh, extremely crappy wrestling. Um, with Kurt's background with extreme with uh, extreme wrestling, with uh, you know obviously being an Olympic wrestler, would have been would it have worked nicely? Um, Kurt would probably had a f- good few matches. Um, him and Taz obviously would have been solid. Him and RVD would have been very nice. Um, I don't know how it would have been. I mean, he would have had some off matches. I don't think they would have had the chemistry with him and Sandman. Um, him and Raven would have been kind of off for me. Tommy Dreamer would have been kind of slow. Um, so let's 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 back up real quick. So if just fantasy booking here, if Kurt Angle would have 
would have turned out as good of a wrestler as he did in WWE. He picked it all up quite well. Not saying that he wouldn't pick it up well in, in ECW. I just don't think that he would have had that right talent to work with and to learn that craft. He would have been a hardcore junkie. But let's say he wasn't. Let's say he's the Kurt Angle that we that we grew up watching and we know very well. Let's say that he developed that skill in ECW. Um, a match with him and Taz would be quite the match and to throw some hardcore shit in there we've seen Kurt Angle in his hardcore matches he he's he's quoted saying that he didn't enjoy doing them but we've seen him in that hardcore style could we have could we have imagined uh him and Taz back in 1996 it would have been a different style of wrestling obviously Taz be, well they had similar styles Taz was just the suplex machine you got Kurt Angle uh, there, there's a lot of things you would have not seen. You would have not. There's so many memories you would have probably never seen. How long would have uh, he lasted? Obviously, he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He said that number and number and number of times. He might not have even lasted in ECW for that long. Just as that's, that's crazy. That's as true. Been, and plus, eventually it folded. So, would he have? Would he eventually have gone off to WWE? Would he have just said, "I'm, I'm done with it." Um. I mean, Let's go it, down it, the it, list of matches that we would have not gotten Kurt Angle in in WWE if he would have signed with ECW at the time. We would have not gotten Kurt Angle versus Chris Jericho. We would have not gotten Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. We would have not gotten Chris uh, Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero. We would have not gotten Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar versus Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. There are so many that go down the line of Kurt Angle's great matches. Rey Mysterio is another one. Um, phenomenal match at SummerSlam 02. Didn't get to, we wouldn't have got to see any of this because of ECW. Uh, maybe WWE wouldn't have been interested in the style that Kurt Angle was working if he would have signed with ECW and became one of these hardcore junkies. So many things that we wouldn't have got, but... Do you think that Kurt Angle would have turned the tides a little bit for ECW? It definitely would have brought them a lot more publicity with Kurt Angle being there. There would have been a lot more people tuning in because I remember when I went to school um, one day, I think it was back in middle school, I remember my teacher who was also a wrestling coach, uh, amateur wrestling obviously, he was a wrestling coach, and he he said he knew that I watched wrestling, WCW, WWE, ECW. He knew I watched all of that shit. And he said, hey, man, did you know that uh, the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle is going to WWE? Like, this is a guy that didn't watch professional wrestling, and he tuned into that shit. Of course, me not knowing the Olympics when I was a little kid or anything, I was like, who the fuck is Kurt Angle? <laughs> who the fuck did he ever beat? So it's just, it's a whole different situation, but that's, that's a different audience that he brought in, right? Like this audience tuned in to see Kurt Angle because they knew about amateur wrestling. So imagine the audience that would have tuned into ECW, not knowing what they're getting and tuning into a Sabu match and, and sitting through some of this stuff with Sandman and Tommy Dreamer or any of these guys, Raven, and, and just to get to Kurt Angle, would they have turned possibly uh hardcore or extreme as we would put it i don't i don't see it that way and just thinking about it you wouldn't have kurt be do i don't think kurt would be doing really any hardcore stuff if anything 
Taz was the monster of ECW, I don't know how Heyman would have approached it if they would have just gave him a, the, you know, the dream match everyone wanted or just feed him off as a jobber to him. That's what Taz was. He was just eating everyone up. Suplex after suplex after suplex after suplex. Yeah, Taz yeah. would have, or Taz, Kurt would have been booed probably of, he might have been, the only story I could see is maybe Paulie telling him, hey, go go be the Olympic gold medalist and say, I refuse to use chairs and tables and I'm going to do everything safe. And yeah, dude, that. he could have been a fucking monster heel in ECW. He could have just been that, that one guy of, you know, I'm against hardcore roles, I'm here, and it, it could have worked and he would have, in a way it would have worked, but I don't know how the audience would have taken it. Um, you wouldn't, I don't know. Or if what if it had been asked to just change his wrestling style and persona, no, there would not be no angle slams, uh, no ankle locks. Um, I don't know how it would have worked. And like I stated earlier, as much as ECW was very high on the way they wrestled and just chairs and ladders and flaming tables, I don't think Taz would have lasted long. We might have never even got a WWF run, if anything, if he even went. So, uh, of course, obviously he had problems with them doing the crucifixion on that one ECW show. I mean, obviously WWF is not any more of a saint because they've done certain things similar to that, <laughs> as we yeah, know of. With absolutely, Taker, absolutely, yeah. Um, someone hanging, a big boss man hanging in the middle of the ring. Um, I think it was a little different, though, because this, you know, when Taker did that stuff, um, yes, you know, it was like, you know, hanging him on a cross, but it was a different kind of cross and the dude wasn't bleeding. He didn't have a crown of thorns. There was a lot of, uh, differences <laughs> there as compared to how fucking graphic this was when the Sandman was, was crucified on the, on the ring ropes that night. It's, it's just, um, Oh man, I I don't know how it would have worked for Kurt. It, it would have been interesting. Obviously, down the road, we actually when they brought ECW back, he actually went to ECW and got drafted. Um, so here so- here's a fun here's a fun fact about Kurt Angle. Um, if you've checked out his his podcast, he has his own podcast now. It's called the Kurt Angle Show. Uh, it's the only time you'll hear me plug one of uh, Conrad Thompson's fucking podcasts on here. But anyway. Uh, yeah, the Kurt Angle show, which I'm sure everybody's heard that's listening to this. Um, he has actually come out and said on there that when he first started WWE, um, before he got a contract, Vince McMahon was explaining the business and explaining everything that he was going to do. And Kurt Angle says, no, 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 Vince, that can't work. I can't lose. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. And then, uh, I don't know if it was Vince McMahon or it was JR. It was one of those two. And they fucking shook his hand and they said, see you down the road, kid. <laughs> and two years later, he got that call. So during this, so during this break, this period, um, that is when actually Kurt Angle went over to the ECW to check them out. So if Kurt Angle still had this mindset in that he wasn't going to be a team player and he couldn't lose, um, he probably would have went into the ECW with that same mindset, thinking that he can't lose. Um, but I think he, if he would have gotten over that mindset and he would have signed with the ECW, Paul Heyman would have made this guy a fucking genius. Like Paul Heyman would have worked this, this heel gimmick. Just like you said, I'm not fucking doing this hardcore. Yeah. That anti ECW hardcore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There is a lot that you could take. I mean, what if Kurt ever formed a tag team? Would he have a trio? We would have never got the, uh, the world's greatest tag team. 
Um, and there's only certain people that Kurt has stated that he would have fought in ECW. Obviously, Benoit at one point and Shane Douglas when they were tag champs. Oh, and, that would uh, be a fucking awesome match. Shane Douglas versus Kurt Angle. Can you come on? And Malenko, of course. Um, I don't. I just don't know. I mean, maybe the anti thing. Maybe what the about, anti. What about Mike Awesome? That would have been a cool match. That would have been a cool match. I'm just wondering how much would he have. I just the, all the bumps because I know Heyman would ask him to take certain bumps and and I mean Heyman has his history of being a, a complete liar sometimes. Um, or he, would he have just been an embarrassment and squash? Would he have been just jobber town of, you know, hey, this guy doesn't want to do anything. Um, he just wants to be straight wrestling. That's it. No hardcoreness. I don't know how it have worked, and I don't know if he would have lasted forever. Um, and it's funny that we were talking about Kurt and uh, Taz because obviously, eventually, when Taz went over to WF, look what happened. That that's when he debuted and fought him. So I don't know if that was just in Vince McMahon's book, like I got you, pal. You're gonna be fighting Taz. You, you know that's probably a. Uh, in a way, a shoot to ECW. So, um, and that was been, a quick it, match, though, between him and Taz. It was a quick match. A lot of people were just excited to see Taz in general. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the way you could look at it. He could have been the anti-hardcore guy. I mean, uh, they had uh, who was it that we were talking about? Some Tony Nese. He, his thing was he was on Two Hundred Five Live, and his thing is I don't like high flyers. I'm not going to do this and that. Or like FTR, we're about fists and against no flips it's yeah. somewhat yeah. similar to that um yeah absolutely would would kurt angle even would kurt have shaved his head would he have had the obviously the hairstyle would he have gone bald um would he ever have been in the hall of fame there, there's so much you can look at this uh being a general manager um well the way that we want to look at it today is if this would have turned the tides for ecw would would this one name of the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle coming into ECW, would this maybe have moved the needle just a just a little bit for them in in this war against the the competition? I guess the enemy in WCW. I personally Heyman don't didn't really give so. a fuck about WWE. WWE was cutting them checks. I you know personally what I mean? don't think so, though. I just think that you fans don't think would, you don't think. I would? think I think fans would have you know just fans like hearing the name Kurt Angle because he was a big deal. Obviously, coming from the Olympics, and you're hearing his name of, hey, he might go to a, uh, ECW, which ECW was a mockery of wrestling. Let's be honest, it was just nothing but a hardcore fest of beating people's asses with hey, chairs, hey, tables. Hey, hey, watch, watch your words here. Hold on a second. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. I am not going to sit here and listen you know, to this. I'm I probably, loved ECW. I'm probably going to get blasted by the Philadelphia fans. I fucking hope you it's, do. It's just, uh, there were certain things. I mean, ECW was, it's like, I guess now the modern day thing would be like GCW in a way. But I, I don't know if, I don't think he would have saved ECW. I think ECW would have went down the toilet. Just the way Paulie handled things. So if ECW is going down the toilet, when as they're going down, who is a dream match that you would like to see him face besides Taz? And what would the scenario look like? Oh, man. I don't know. Um, I mean, there was very few names. I mean, RVD and Angle would have been the interesting one. Uh, RVD held the title Ooh. for 
uh, for God, I don't know how long he held the title. Uh, RVD RVD would be an interesting match against Kurt Angle. I think those two have uh, wrestled before. I believe, yeah, they did fight. Um, but I mean, in ECW, I, I though, that would have been interesting. I, I, it would have been interesting in of way RVD. I, I would say Sabu, but he did eventually fight Sabu down the road. Um, obviously, that would have been a different wrestling style. Uh, it, that, I don't know. I, Jerry Lynn, I don't think that would, that would be very. Oh, be, uh, that would be good. Jerry Lynn maybe, is a fucking ring technician. Maybe Jerry Lynn. Um, I think Super Crazy was there. Um, Super Crazy was yes. Man, you got to go way back in time. The Dudleys, you could have done something with the Dudleys. Obviously, the whole entire group was there. Yeah, um, yeah. Which that was a thing. I don't know. There's there's so many names you could do, and there's some that kind of cringe to me that I I just don't know if it who, who are some out. that you would not want him to face. Sandman. <laughs> I just wouldn't see it work with Sandman. Um, oh, might man. as well get the '96 roster in here. So let's see. So the '96 roster. Um, Blue Meanie would have been. Oh, Blue Meanie. You know uh, that would have been, been a squash bad. for Funk. For maybe Angle. maybe Terry Funk. I I, I don't know That'd how be that would have been. Um, yeah, just have him stay away from. BWO. What about Cactus Jack and ECW versus? You, you could you could have done maybe Hoobie. I know I know Cactus Jack wasn't in ECW in '96. He was in WWF he was, as uh, he Mankind, was, but he, I, they have him listed on here '96 as Cactus Jack. No shit. Ninety-six. That's what it says. The roster. Maybe let, came me, in and... let me spill out the whole roster for you, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Let's um, do it. Axel Rodden, uh, Balls Mahoney, Beulah, Big Stevie Cool, Brian Pillman, Bubba Ray Dudley, Cactus Ooh, Jack, Brian Pillman versus fucking Kurt Angle, Chris Candido, Chris Candido versus that Kurt Angle, a, Jericho, uh, Devon. Jericho was not in there at 96. That's, Shut up. That's what it says. And I don't know. There's two Jerichos on there. I don't recall David Jericho. Who um, the fuck is David Jericho? I don't know. Obviously, Francine was there. Maybe Chris Jericho was there in 96. We're just now over here. Um, but let's keep going. Joey Styles, obviously, commentary. Joey Grunge. I don't know who the hell that was. Yeah, uh, he, he's a part of the, the head PE, man. The public okay. enemy. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's been so long. Hoobitude. Uh, uh, Conan would have been fun. Conan would have been interesting. Uh, Little Guido, Mikey Whipwreck. That would have been fun. Too. Okay, here's one that would be interesting. Just picture this right now. Rest in peace to his soul. Angle versus New Jack. <laughs> oh no! I I, I I think I would be praying no, for his life. I, I can already see fucking New Jack saying, <laughs> "I'm gonna cut this fucking Olympic gold medalist up." Like, no, I don't want. I don't want. I wouldn't want. To see um, that. obviously Paul Heyman, Perry Saturn. That would have been good. Um, that would have been a cool match. Raven. So, so I think it's safe to say as this list is going down, there's more yeses than noes. Yeah. That I would have um, liked to seen. Yeah. Um, obviously, New Jack is the one that, you know, I'd be afraid for Angle's life. Raven. Yeah, well, that just goes for anybody. <laughs> uh, Ray Mysterio Jr. Rob. Uh, RPG. Oh, so Ray Mysterio was in there in 96? Fuck, dude. Uh, it this, must have been a short stunt. This roster it, it, was stacked it had in to, It had to be a short stunt. Um. Rock or Rock. Shortly after, I think, is when is when WCW picked up most of these guys. It had to have been. Yeah. Um, or was it? Yeah, Rock or Rock. Uh, Rossi. R- rock or Rock is the other person in the public enemy. Sabu, Shane Douglas, Spike Dudley, Steve Williams. 
uh, Supernova, Taz. Dr. Death, Steve Williams. That would have been fucking cool. That would have been interesting. Terry Gordy. Yeah, I don't uh, know about that. <laughs> the Sandman, Tommy Dreamer. And I think that was... I think it. Dreamer could have put on a good match with him. It, I don't know. In those I, days, I, I, I think he could have. Dreamer can't really put a good match on he nowadays. Puts, but in no. those days, I think he could have. Mm, it depends. Um, but now you got me interested about Jericho. I, he maybe had a... Yeah, he did have a short stunt. I remember he had, he did say he had a short stunt, so, and his thing was against Taz. And uh, I remember... The, the way Lionheart I would put this, Chris Jericho versus Kurt Angle in '96. The that, rookie okay. Kurt Angle. The way I that think, would be interesting if you think about it. From what I remember, Jericho was put in the position in a way that maybe they would have done with Kurt. Um, I believe it was like Jericho. Jericho was the first one to kick out of uh, Taz's suplex, and nobody expected it. And I think he got booed for that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that um, ECW crowd was pretty rough. Yeah, I mean the '97 roster doesn't really change that much. Uh, uh, Al Snow was obviously he he went to ECW. Bam Bam Bigelow maybe down the future. No, oh, that would have been a good match with Kurt Angle. Um, that's for sure. Let me see if there's any Crash Holly. I don't remember him there, but he was there. Just incredible. Maybe would have been decent. Lance Storm. Lance Storm. Lance can, Storm would have been a phenomenal uh, match. That would have been a really good match to watch. I don't recall Ricky Morton being ECW. It must have been a very small time. I'm trying to see if there's any other names. Oh, that's another name. Um, and then obviously he joined WWE in uh, what was it ninety ninety eight I believe. Who Angle? Yes, I believe it was yes. ninety eight. So let's 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 see how the ninety eight roster ECW panned out. Let's see if there's anything that changed. I don't know who the hell David Jericho is. That, that's going to be. Is that still on the roster in ninety eight? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tajiri. Okay, so Tajiri would have been an interesting one. Yeah, that would have been uh, good. Obviously, super crazy. I brought up. Uh, let me see if there's any Skull Von Crush. I don't know who that is. One Man him. Gang. Oh fuck! Uh, I can't remember. I can't believe I I didn't. <laughs> so I, I I completely forgot that One Man Gang was in ECW for a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, um, it, it's interesting. I'm just seeing how like narrow in depth. Ninety nine. Let's see. The ninety nine roster had uh to to. Christopher Daniels, but it's a I don't. Is this the Christopher Daniels that we am I thinking of? Yeah, he was in there for ECW short stunt. Wow, I didn't even know that. That, that must have Cyrus. I don't remember Cyrus. Lord Cyrus. Yep. Um, I do. See, I see a couple more women in here. More would they got Kid Cash would have been would have been one. Kid Cash would have been great. Mike Awesome, of course, we mentioned earlier. Yes. Uh, Rhino. Rhino, Rhino eventually been fun. went. Uh, Sid Vicious, I do not remember him on ECW. I do not remember that. Um, Takamishinuku, really? He was in. He was in ECW. I don't know for how long. I don't remember <laughs> that man. Some of these names. Vito, I don't remember Vito I'm being to bust in ECW. out the cock tonight and fucking watch some 1998 ECW. Of Takamishinuku, <laughs> it's uh. I mean, you know, I, there's just certain names that just would have made me cringe. Uh, Sandman is probably one of them. I just, I, I didn't think Sandman was, I don't know. Sandman was all over the place to me. They didn't, I don't Sandman think worked. a fucking pop in ECW. Man. Oh, he did. It was, I mean, look, nothing against the Sandman. I just, I don't know if the chemistry would have worked there. The guy had a, what, a, a Russian leg sweep as a finisher. Um, 
all he did was use the candlestick. That was his damn thing. Um, obviously, he came out to Metallica, Enter Sandman, which was, I might say, that was the best damn song at ECW. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, I can. I, I just, I just don't. I don't know. I don't think it would have worked. Two different ring wrestling styles. Man, the only wrestler that you didn't announce from fucking old school WWE was the fucking Sheiky baby. Fucking bullshit. I'm sorry, Sheik. You weren't on the roster, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Two thousand man. I could go on and on until they folded. Um, let me see if there's a uh, uh, Tony Mamaluke. Um, yeah, I remember him. The Sinister Minister. I don't remember him. Um, Swinger. I remember the Swinger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Johnny Swinger. Let's see if there's any other name. Red Dog. I don't know who that was. Psychosis. I remember Red Dog. Psychosis, yeah. He was in there in 2000? I guess so. It had to be a wow. short stunt. Uh, Pierre Carl Olette. I don't know who this guy is, and he has an eye patch or a pirate looking. Um, Joey Matthews. I think that's um, Joey Mercury. I think you're right. Um, Dusty Rhodes, baby. I don't remember him being there. Uh, Christian Rhodes, York. Baby. That sounds like a f- some familiar name. Um, I mean, you see the roster though changing. Most most of the roster has been there. 2001, 2001 was a very small roster, of course. Um, let's see here. No, nobody, nobody different. I mean, there there is a good name, but he did eventually fight these guys, obviously in WWE when he went over. So, so I think it's safe to say in this episode of What If that, um, no matter <laughs> how good Kurt Angle was. I still, even though we would have gotten some fun matches, there there's two things that we can guarantee. One, he probably wouldn't have been as good as he was in the WWE. Two, it wouldn't have moved the needle for ECW anymore. I think the fucking fate was set for them to uh, fold. And I don't think that that has anything to do with the talent roster that they had because they had a phenomenal talent roster. I mean, you just named off three different years that they had phenomenal roster. I think that that was all Paul Heyman's uh, business skills, which was <laughs> I just he's a don't great know. Booker, terrible at business. I think we all know that. Yeah, I just don't know if, if the whole thing of how the fans would have resented to Kurt of hey, I'm let's put you at this uh, let's put you as the villain of ECW, the anti-hardcore wrestler, and there might have been. Um, Disputes with with him saying, "No, I'm not going to a flaming table. I didn't sign up for this. You can hit me with chair shots. You can do this." But I don't think Kurt would have lasted so long. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, obviously, the name that still fears my life would have been the one that everyone thinks of when you think of ECW, and that's New Jack. Um, what if Kurt won the title? Was my question. You could have done a Monster Hill thing and put him as champion, and practically say, "I'm putting my foot down. We're not calling the CCW." We're going to just call it, like, I don't know, uh, Eastern Classic Wrestling or some crap like that. Um, or maybe Kurt can do some rules of, when you fight me, no hardcore rules. I don't think that would have worked. I think the fans would have booed the hell out of him and just he would have booed and booed out of the building. I, I think, think that that would have worked perfect because he would have served his purpose as that heel in uh, ECW. I mean, they could have they could have done some boring. They, they could have done some rules of, you're going to fight me in an Olympic wrestling match. Something like that. Just do something just to piss off the ECW crowd. It would have gave off good heat, but I don't know if it would have been good for the business. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, that about wraps up this week's What If, man. I had a lot of fun uh, talking about these fantasy booking situations with uh, ECW and some cool matches. Um, I hope you guys are digging this format that we're doing and in, in, in the way that we're ending our shows every week. Um, next week, we are going to be doing uh, a pretty famous topic that a lot of... Uh, podcasters and a lot of wrestling fans have talked about for many years this time me and james are going to put our take on it and kind of dive deep into uh what if the wcw won the monday night war this one we can talk about forever because there's so many different situations um we're going to try not to talk about it forever this one went along uh quite a while (laughs) for the ecw topic but it was fun i had a lot of fun talking about these uh different scenarios that we could have put in Kurt Angle in if he signed in uh, ECW. Um, we have established that uh, we don't think that it would have moved the needle, the needle any, any further for them as far as uh, the longevity of their company. But I do think that we would have gotten some pretty badass matches out of it if Kurt Angle was to pick up the wrestling skill as well as he did in the WWE. Um that's that's a. Are you excited about uh, next week, James? I am. It's it's dude, just more. I mean, this was an interesting one. We 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 didn't know things that about ECW. Who the hell was on the roster? Um, but um, anyways, the next one is going to be very interesting. If WCW won the world, would there have been a WWF? Would there would have WCW maybe? Well, if WCW won the war, obviously there would have been no more WWF. It would have been you, over. It would have been over, but you never know. Things might have would have changed. Um, who knows? We've never had AEW, maybe, or maybe AEW would come and WCW would run down the toilet. Maybe would have. Who knows where all those WWF guys would have went? It would have changed a lot of careers. But remember, we'll WCW week, man. was we'll very be, toxic. We'll be... So yeah, yeah, we'll it was very toxic. Week. But um, money talks, though. At the same time, so if money would have talked for WCW and uh, we could have gotten a little bit of better creative then maybe things could have been different but um, until then man I've had a great time talking about Kurt Angle and ECW I can't wait to continue this series Uh, next week we are going to be covering obviously the WCW winning the Monday Night War and then the following week we're going to talk about uh, what if Hulk Hogan never joined the NWO we're going to talk about his career a little bit and see uh, if he would have even had that longevity that he did in the NWO because his career kind of went a long ways because of the NWO. But I think that red and black would have possibly died off a lot sooner than it did. Um, anyway, I'm Jesse Carter. This is James Pennard Jr. Thank you so much for joining the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Follow us on Twitter at TPWS Podcast. Check out our drum link in the description of this podcast. You can find us anywhere there. Also, go and subscribe to our YouTube at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. We will be doing exclusive videos over there this week. The exclusive botch of the week. Go check it out. I had a great time. I hope you guys enjoyed this format. We'll see you next week. Peace. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. This is the Pro Wrestling Show. Here we go again. This is the Pro Wrestling Show. Hey, what's up? This is your host, Jesse Carter. Pro Wrestling Show. It's about to get exciting. Pro Wrestling
How long is this gonna last? 